Hey Branches, it's Colin. We're continuing our reading of Mark's Gospel in chapter 3, and it's Wednesday, February 21st. Uh, We're kind of catching up the second half of verse 19 in chapter 3, and we're going to hear about what it means to belong to the family of God, who are our mothers and brothers and sisters in this Jesus community. Uh, Who does Jesus have authority from that he's able to cast out demons and heal people? And we'll hear about a sin that's unforgivable because it attributes to Jesus something that doesn't belong to him. And also maybe offer some comfort that someone gave me when I was worried that maybe I had committed the unforgivable sin. Maybe I can offer that comfort to you if you worry about that as well. So again, we're starting in chapter 3 and the second half of verse 19. We read the first half last week about Judas Iscariot. And the second half of verse 19 begins this way. Then he, Jesus, went home, and the crowd came together again so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying, he's gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. And he called them to him and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed, the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, People will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. And they had said, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus, we could say, is the original Jesus freak. I mean, if you've maybe heard that DC Talk song before, it's kind of identifying the sort of craze or the kind of change in attitude or change in life or lifestyle or conduct that people who follow Jesus have. I'll be frank, sometimes it's used in a derisive or insulting way because Christians can be some of the oddest, strangest, even off-putting people in the world. But here we see an original instance of that. People close to Jesus, even his blood relatives, think they want to restrain him because he's gone out of his mind. And then some of the same people who just yesterday we read were plotting to have him destroyed, uh, they say he has Beelzebul, who would have been known as like a named demon or evil spirit, uh, even attributed sometimes to Satan or the main demon, the main evil force in the world, Beelzebul. They say he has the ability to rule over demons because he's actually the ruler of them. He has authority over them because he's their boss, essentially. And then we hear it says in verse 23, he spoke to them in parables. 
This is the first time it explicitly says this of Jesus, but if you read any of the Gospels, you know speaking in, in parables is kind of Jesus' thing. And we'll hear later a specific utterance from Jesus about why he speaks in parables. But here he gives a kind of handful of parables about Satan and evil. And one description in particular that, I help, that helps us understand the next part, which is the unforgivable sin. First, he says, you know, a house divided cannot stand. You've probably seen this phrase used before to have like a license plate cover that has A&M on one side and say LSU on the other, a house divided. The house divided cannot stand that it has one allegiance. A house has one team that they root for essentially for, for it to be able to stand. And Jesus is speaking generally about spiritual things. He says, I can't work for Satan because I'm against Satan. I'm against the demons. I'm against the evil forces of this world. You've watched me heal people, frankly. It's not that I've cast out the demons that I rule over because I'm one among them, but because I'm against them. I'm fighting against them. And then he says this really interesting thing. He says, but no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed, the house can be plundered. Jesus is plundering the world and stealing from it the evil forces in it. I think that's one really fruitful way of reading what Jesus is trying to say here. Then it leads us then to admit Jesus has bound up the forces of evil. Jesus can, can beat up and restrain those forces of evil. And so then he can plunder the world uh, for, for all the evil that's in it. Jesus, to put it in a cartoony way, has tied Satan up and because Satan has been tied up. He can do something about it. But then Jesus says, truly, I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins. So we've already seen him being charged with forgiving sins is is something that only God can do. But there's one that can't be forgiven, and that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. There was this trend kind of early YouTube internet days called uh, the blasphemy challenge where internet atheists would say they're going to commit the unforgivable sin just to kind of put their money where their mouth is about whether or not they believed in Jesus. And they said that blaspheming of the Holy Spirit was to call the Holy Spirit a liar or just to denounce that they believe in the Holy Spirit. I hate to break it to the... uh, people that did the blasphemy challenge, but I think Jesus is relatively clear about what that sin is. And that's attributing something to the Spirit, and then here in this case, attributing something to Jesus, to God, that does not belong to him. Saying that he's actually a demon among demons, or the ruler of the demons, is an example of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, of a sin that is unforgivable. Take that reading as you will, but I think a helpful area uh, for us to consider here is youth or students, as a young person myself, I worried about if I had committed the unforgivable sin when I doubted, when I didn't believe by conduct or even by utterance that I didn't believe in the Holy Spirit. I didn't believe in God. And I asked a mentor, pastor, professor friend of mine, like, had I committed the unforgivable sin? And he said, if you're worried about it, you haven't committed it. I think that's a really helpful, comforting word uh, to people who may worry that at some point in their life, what if I accidentally, without knowing it, committed the unforgivable sin? Your worry, your conscience of it, uh, I think, should tell you that that you haven't committed uh, the unforgivable sin. 
Last in this passage for today, we see Jesus identify the community, the family of the church that he's going to start uh, as he leaves after his resurrection. But here says, uh, in response to his mother and brothers, first time we're hearing about Jesus having any brothers, uh, who are they? And he says, whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. This is another instance that we've already seen of Jesus essentially asking people to forsake even their blood relatives, if that's what it means, to follow him. We saw the sons of Zebedee leaving their dad alone out in the boat, except for with the hired workers, just so they could follow Jesus. And again, we see people who do the will of God are the ones who are mother, brother, sister to Jesus. In case you didn't know, Early on in the Christian story and in Christian history, that was one of the charges against the early Christians is that they called each other brother and sister and outsiders thought that weird. But here's a direct kind of command or at least description from Jesus that to be in the family of God is to do the will of God. There's a lot to consider in this passage today, one of which is are we willing to forsake those we love, even those that have raised us or those that are our siblings by blood to follow Jesus. I'm not saying that as somebody who's prepared to do that, but just as a challenging reflection for us as we read this passage today. Are you worried that you've committed the unforgivable sin? I offer that comfort that someone gave to me that if you're worried about it, you probably haven't committed it. But I also want to challenge us this week to be a a little bit crazy. Uh, to think uh, if people see us in our following of Jesus, would they have the same charge they had against him? That they've gone out of their mind. This isn't licensed to be annoying or off-putting, but it is licensed to throw yourself headlong into the way of Jesus. I'm going to try to do that this week. I hope you will too, and hope you'll listen tomorrow as we continue our journey through the Gospel of Mark. Thanks for listening.